Hi listeners, and welcome to the True Crime Weekly Podcast, a podcast that is based in San Diego and hosted by me, Alina Trujillo, and my producer, Jose Fernandez. This is a podcast where I will be bringing stories of murders, infamous cases, and unsolved mysteries. Okay, Jose, this week I'm going to be taking you all the way to Hong Kong, but before I do... I feel the need to give you and our crew members, aka our listeners, a warning, okay? So the story I'm about to tell you is very, very disturbing. It's very gruesome and horrible events that took place. I mean, all of our stories are horrible events, but this one's just really bad. Like, I wrote this a while ago, and I had to just take a breather before I can go through this again. Oh, man. In May of 1999, a police station in Hong Kong received a strange and gruesome report from a 13-year-old girl. The 13-year-old girl claimed that she, her boyfriend, and two of her friends had held a woman captive and tortured her for weeks until she died of her injuries. The police doubted the girl's stories since she said she was reporting the crime because the victim's spirit was haunting her dreams. This is the story of the kidnapping, torture, and murder of Fan Man Yi, a.k.a. the Hello Kitty murder. Okay, so let me first tell you how I found this story. So a few weeks back, you actually told me that you were watching the local news and that they were interviewing a couple that were the inventors of this new like true crime app named Crime Door, right? Yeah, exactly. So you actually told me that while you were watching the interview, you downloaded the app and as we're going through the app you actually found several stories that we have covered and you came across one where the app actually had some of our episodes up which i thought was pretty cool yeah so when you texted me that i had to download the app right away so when i did i turned on the notification alert and for whenever the app has a new story well this is how i got notified on the app and it said the hello kitty murder and right away i knew i had to tell you this story because it's creepy and scary. And, well, this is what I do. You know, I, it's, I scare you. So yeah. it's that way you can't sleep at night. Yeah, it's not <laughs> just uh, during the Halloween time. Yeah. But before we get into the story, why don't you explain real quick how the app works? So the app is like a standard like news update type of thing. Mm-hmm. But what's really cool about it is that you can actually go into the crime scene in a virtual tour. Yeah, which I thought was awesome when you first showed it to me. And then I also thought, you know, it's kind of dangerous because remember when Pokemon Go first became a thing and there was like all these accidents, people like walking off cliffs. Yeah. Like I felt like it was something like that because you're virtually like walking through the crime scene, quote unquote. So, I mean, if you're going to download this app, just don't do it outdoors and traffic, like do it in your backyard or something, somewhere where it's safe. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cool. You can go like downstairs into other rooms and, mm-hmm. and look at the actual, the different pieces of evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you can see kind of like where the body is and different stuff. So anyways, we thought it was pretty cool. Again, the app is called Crime Door if you want to check it out. Yeah. So, okay, without further ado, let's jump right in. So Fan Man Yi's life was tragic from the very beginning she had a tough and turbulent childhood after being abandoned as a child by her parents she was raised in an all-girls school and in her teen years she had developed a drug addiction and began working as a sex worker in order to pay for her drug addiction along with also committing petty crimes okay Mm. so fan man yi married in 1996 and she actually had a son and sources say it was from her husband while others say it was from one of her clients 
So the marriage was not a good marriage and neighbors would often complain of hearing domestic abuse coming from the couple's apartment. But by the time she was 23 years old, she was working as a hostess at a nightclub in Hong Kong. And while working in this nightclub, she often would come in contact with many dangerous characters. And most of her clients were actually members of the Chinese mafia group. Okay? Oh, man. Yeah. So she knew how dangerous it was, but she still took the risk. And in early 1997, Fan Man Yi met Chan Man Luk, a 34-year-old socialite who is said to also be a member of the Chinese mafia, okay? Mm. So the two met at the nightclub and discovered they had something in common. So Fan Man Yi was a sex worker and an addict, as I said earlier. And Chan Man Luk was a pimp and a drug dealer. Oh, yeah. there you go. Just a perfect fit, I guess. Right. So it didn't take long before Chan became one of Fan's regulars, okay? And it said that Chan would go in and specifically request for Fan Man Yi. Their time together would often consist of long drug and sex binges. So it was during one of these sessions that Fan Man Yi allegedly decided to steal Chan's wallet containing 20,000 Hong Kong dollars, which is equivalent to approximately $2,560. Oh man, that's no chump change. Yeah, so I will tell you what happened next after this commercial break. That was fantastic, Jose. You want to know what I just did? What'd you do? I just tried. I opened up, and you don't get any. I opened up the new wine that I received from Wine of the Month Club. So do you, Jose, want to treat yourself or someone special to great wines month after month? I would love to. Well, now you can with Wine of the Month Club. With Wine of the Month Club, you get three different bottles of rare international wine every month. You get to choose from all red, all white, or mixed. You can also choose to do a package every two months or three months if that's a better option for you. And every package ships with their monthly newsletter covering your selections and our listener favorites. Fun facts! We are a proud affiliate, which means if you go to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com, forward slash support the show and click on the wine of the club month link and sign up we will earn a commission you can support the show and get wine delivered to your door by using promo code holiday 15 to get 15 dollars off any four month club or you can use promo code holiday 20 for 20 dollars off any six months club which sounds like a win-win to me you get to stay home during this covid19 pandemic quarantine by yourself and your wines and they ship free hey jose so you know that during this pandemic it could even be scary to go to the grocery store sometimes yeah absolutely well you can save yourself that trip using instacart instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour instacart highlights deals to help you save money they find everything you usually buy you can get smart suggestions for new items they even pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too we are a proud affiliate of instacart so head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show and click their link So when Chan realized that Fan had stolen from him, he was enraged and demanded that Fan paid him back and he also demanded interest. Now, Fan immediately paid Chan back, 
with the money that she was making as a sex worker. And I even read that she paid him back with the interest that he was requesting. But even though she paid him back with interest, that wasn't enough for Chan. What else did he expect? Well, Chan determined to get more money from Fan, and he enlisted two of his friends, 27-year-old Lun Ching Cho, 21-year-old Lun Wai Lun, and his then 13-year-old girlfriend to kidnap Fan Man Yi, okay? So he intended to force her into sex working for himself and take the money she earned as payback for the cash she had stolen from him. So even though Fang did pay him back with the interest that he had requested, that still wasn't enough. Okay? That's terrible. He's like pretty much just trying to take advantage of her. Yeah, she messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then on March 17th, 1999, Chan Man Luk and his three accomplices abduct Fan Man Yi. After they kidnapped her, they took her to Chan's old rundown, unfurnished, dark five-bedroom apartment that he mainly used for game-related activities. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Like, why even have a place like that? Right? So, Chan planned that he would make Fan pay off her debt by giving service to people. So, he set up a brothel with just Fang so she could earn money to pay her debt. But soon after Chan decided that it wasn't going to be enough, they all started torturing her. Are you kidding? No, like... What they're putting her through is still not enough. They yeah, that's already torture in itself. Right. Let's... Yeah. So the first night that she stayed in that apartment, the three men beat and raped Van. Now, the beatings and rape then became a routine. And every day, Fan Man Yi would be beaten and raped by these three men. And eventually, they began to use weapons on Fan. So they would use metal bars and kitchen utensils, bits and pieces of furniture to beat her up. That's horrible. Yeah, it's awful. So the men would force Fan to smile and tell them how she got excited from her beatings. And if Fan wouldn't do it, they would beat her even harder. I mean, I can't imagine what she went through. Like, she had no choice other than to smile and pretend like she liked it or else she would get it even worse. Yeah, that's horrible. So after a while, Fan was so brutally beaten up that she could no longer provide services to her clients to pay off the debt. So clients began to refuse to pay to have intercourse with her because she was so disfigured. So Chang's plan was now falling apart, but he didn't care because he now was able to do whatever he wanted with Fan. As Fan would drift in and out of consciousness, the men would go to separate rooms and they would play video games as if there was not a dying woman in the next room. It's because they're all young. They're all young and stupid. You know what I mean? This yeah, weird, but that's such a weird mentality. On. Right. So as more days flew by, the men became more and more horrific with the ways that they would beat Fan. So they began to melt and burn plastic on her body. They would drip candle wax on her. And when they ran out of things to burn, they would just burn her directly. They burned her feet so she couldn't stand anymore, walk, or do anything at all. They would wound her. And then the men would take pieces of food, dirt, urine, whatever they can get their hands on. And they would stuff it into her wounds. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. The men would also force her to consume her urine and feces. After weeks of horrific torture, Fan could not move. And the boys said that she was 
not fun anymore because she did not react to the beatings. It's unbelievable. It's like, how disgusting. is that fun? It's absolutely disgusting. Right. One of the men decided to tie Fan and leave her suspended in the air so she could be, you know, beaten easier. Then, on April 15th, after being tortured for a month straight, the three men and Chang's 13-year-old girlfriend decided to go out. And usually they would lock Fan in a bathroom to make it harder for her to escape. And that day, they stayed out for hours. And when they came back, that's when Chang's 13-year-old girlfriend went to use the bathroom and found Fan dead in the bathtub. That's absolutely awful. I mean, she was there yeah. for a month being yes. tortured in every possible mm-hmm. way. Yeah. All for, for what? $2,000 that she had paid back. Yeah. For you a know, mistake. But, a mistake. And she was just exactly. being taken advantage of and yep. apparently clearly to the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously they didn't want to keep a, a dead body in the apartment and they also didn't want her body to be recognized when she would be found so they dismembered her body with a saw and to remove the flesh from the bones they put them into a pot and boiled it oh. until they were easily removed that's, uh, yeah no, that's that terrible. was one of the most disturbing things that i had found and it brought me back to when i was going to to school for for forensics and i think it was in our lane fingerprint class where Mm -hmm. our professor told us where he had a crime scene where he had to actually like cut off the hand Uh of the victim and try to boil it to bring the fingerprints to come out really yeah which i found it interesting and also very disturbing very much so yeah but yeah it brought me right back it's very disturbing so sources say that they even use that same pot to cook food oh man like there is something seriously wrong with these people so the men boiled fan's head on the stove and sewed her skull inside an oversized hello kitty mermaid doll so they can't several of her teeth and some organs and plastic bags as souvenirs and get this the three men would have gotten away with this horrific murder if it wouldn't have been for chan's 13 year old girlfriend so she began having nightmares of what happened to fan man yi and in may of 1999 she walked into a hong kong police station and reported the murder So the girl told authorities she had been haunted by the ghost of a woman she had helped kill. The authorities followed the girl back to the apartment where they discovered Fan Man Yi's skull inside of the Hello Kitty doll. Yeah, I had read in an article that supposedly when authorities entered the apartment, they were shocked at at the choice and decor. So get this, the room where they found Fan's head Mm -hmm. was Full of Hello Kitty decor, from Hello Kitty curtains to Hello Kitty bedding, towels, and the article even said that even the silverware was Hello Kitty. But I only read that in one article when I was doing my research, so I'm not sure if that's completely true or not, but I just found that even more disturbing. Right. So Chan Man Look, Loon Ching Cho, and Loon Wai Loon were arrested for their heinous crimes and the teenage girlfriend was actually granted legal immunity in return for her cooperation with the investigation. I wonder if it's because she was so young. And that too, yeah. So Chan's girlfriend testified against 
Chan and his two friends. In an attempt to rid herself of the haunting she claimed to be experiencing. Man. She yeah, she detailed the torture that the three men put Fan Man Yi through. And she stated she witnessed Chan hit Fan at least fifty times in the head. And at one point she had joined in herself. Ugh. Yeah. When asked why she thought the torture continued for so long, she stated, and I quote, I had a feeling it was all just for fun. That's unbelievable. Isn't it? So the authorities found several Fan Man Yi's body parts in the apartment containing the DNA of all three men. Chan Man Look's defense was that Fan Man Yi died from an overdose and because her remains were so severely altered, the exact cause of death could not be determined. So all of the three men were able to say their part of the story and when they did, they said that they were running a brothel with Fan Man Yi and it was all consensual. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The was, horrible beating was I was so mad when I read that. I was like, this mother, you know, like, hmm. So the men also said that Fan was addicted to drugs. And on that particular day, she accidentally overdosed. And they said that they knew that if one of their sex workers died, then they would be in trouble. And so they decided to get rid of Fan's body in the manner that they did. So, that was the explanation they gave. Yeah. So the really an explanation, right? Really. So the defense really tried to convince the jury that Fan had actually, in fact, died of a drug overdose, and Fan had been a user of methamphetamines prior to becoming pregnant with her son. Unfortunately, due to the state of Fan Manyi's remaining body parts, the police and medical examiners were unable to determine the cause of death. There was no doubt that she had experienced indescribable torture and that the three men had inflicted much of the damage to her body but there was no way to tell whether a drug overdose or the torture was to blame so as a result the jury decided that although fan man Yi had died as a result of the three men's actions their intent was not to kill her you're kidding Mm-mm. in december 2000 the three men were convicted of manslaughter rather than murder all three were sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for 20 years. As the judge read out the sentence, the three men stood expressionless in dark suits, and the judge called them a remorseless trio. He said, and I quote, never through the years of Hong Kong has a court heard such cruelty, depravity, callousness, brutality, violence, and viciousness perpetrated by a human being or human beings on another human being. Even an animal would not have been maltreated in the same way as that received by the deceased, end quote. So the judge described the trio as having psychopathic tendencies and as likely to remain in danger to others. In that building where they had taken Fan to torture her. Yeah. So the building was eventually abandoned and some of the residents claimed that fans still haunted the place. And in 2012, the building was demolished. And then in 2016, on that same plot of land where the building once stood, a hotel was built. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, I read that supposedly the building became abandoned just because so many residents 
started hearing noises coming from the apartment, weird smells coming from there, even after it had been cleared out. Yeah. And eventually people just started just little by little abandoning the building. Wow, that's unbelievable. That yeah. actually was abandoned mm-hmm. potentially because of this or yeah. I don't know. I mean, just such a negative, horrible thing to happen in a yeah, place. Yeah, a horrific event. It's it's awful. It's horrible. I was I actually I I was in shock at how horrible this case was, you know, and I'm glad that at least they were able to find her body unlike a lot of other families that don't get that. Right. And what's the deal? Did they ever, did you ever read if, see if, if um, the husband like reported her missing, what the deal with that was? No, I couldn't really find much on the husband. Um, Cause remember it said that there was some domestic violence there. So I really couldn't find much on the husband or even her son. Yeah. I just horrible. Absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. And just, you gotta be careful who you're, you know, messing around with. Yep. You just never know. Yep. You never know what's going to happen. And, it's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. You can't imagine that place. How, you know, when they say like the negative, impactful things kind of stay within the walls of the mm-hmm. place. Yeah. How could that? You not have to be imagine there? that. Yeah. That's what. That's what happened in this place. Yeah, I won't be going to the hotel in Hong Kong. No, thank you. So I booked you a flight. <laughs> <laughs> can't travel because of COVID. I'm good. If you want to look at pictures and want more information on the cases we cover, you can head over to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at podcasttruecrimeweekly. And please don't forget to support the show by going to truecrimeweeklypodcast.com forward slash support the show. And I would truly love it and appreciate it if you leave a five-star review and subscribe onto Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. The only way that people find out about us is through subscribers and reviews. Thanks for listening.